folks I asked you, our dear listeners, and uh, folks who follow me on social media to rank some of the recent hiring decisions, the performance so far of the brand new coaching staff, and make a few assessments of some prospects and their chances to make the NHL lineup this season on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We're going to go through your results, and I'll also give my own thoughts on this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said on tonight's episode, we are going to be talking about your thoughts and feelings on several questions that I asked on Twitter. Uh, these questions mostly you know, pertain to how the Jets are doing this offseason, how the coaching staff um, through the first couple of weeks of camp and preseason, you know, how y'all are feeling about them. Do you like bonus? Do you like the assistant coaching staff? How do you feel about their tactical approach? All that fun stuff. Um, and so I kind of wanted to go through the results so far, which I think are, are pretty interesting. And, I, you know, I'll, I'll give my own thoughts throughout this process. But the first question that I wanted to ask was, you know, give me your assessment of Rick Bonus's early performance. And, you know, most of these are on like a scale of like A to D or lower. Um, and, you know, obviously Twitter doesn't really give you a lot of polling selections. And I was just mo- mostly looking for like, a cursory sampling, not like a really intensive one. So this one had a pretty fun distribution. Around 43% of people said uh, A, around 54 said B, um, a little under 3% said C, and just around 1% said D. Now, this is out of 83 votes, so almost everyone was in the A to B range, which I think is pretty fair. Um, Obviously, it's way too early to really get a sense of just how impactful and and positive bonuses changes are going to be uh, against real NHL competition. But, you know, at a bare minimum, at least we have a team that seems to be more aggressive. It feels like the kids are going to legitimately have chances, though. You know, the, the big, I guess, disclaimer with that is that, you know, the contract situations for Winnipeg kind of necessitate certain roster moves. And I think the Jets may end up using players um, that that, are, are less likely to, uh, to, to clear waivers, right? Because um, the Jets are not going to want to lose players like Appleton or Harkins for free. Uh, same with Capobianco, players like that. And I think the biggest question is, what is the fear of, of losing a player who might not honestly make an NHL team's roster? I think when you're looking at depth players, you know, the Jets are maybe a little bit too locked into the idea of keeping guys around. Now, there is a benefit in terms of like familiarity, making sure that you don't really uproot guys on like the human side and all that fun stuff. But I mean, from like a purely performance based perspective, 
I think the Jets are maybe thinking a little too deeply about this. Um, you know, it, it's not the worst thing if a player who is mostly like a replacement level guy ends up getting claimed. And I think the biggest reason I feel this way now is because the Jets have sort of seen a number of preseason performers and players who might honestly be pushing for an NHL spot were it not for those spots being blocked off. It's the same thing that we've said with the left side of the defense, and now it's kind of extending to other parts of the roster. So, you know, I think it's really frustrating that the Jets have put themselves in a position where there's not like a lot of roster flexibility, but, you know, it is what it is. The Jets are just going to have to deal with it for the time being. And it does mean that players like Lambert might not be making the team, despite, you know, being a really good fit for what bonus wants and stuff. Um, we might not be able to find players like these ending up on Winnipeg's roster anytime soon, just because there's too many blockages. And so I kind of factor that into bonuses like early performance. I think it's going to be tough for him to get really great results with a team that is a little bit on the more limited side. So I think personally, I'm probably at like a B plus, right? Somewhere between an A and a B. I think the vibes seem to be much better. The team seems to be having fun. They're playing some good hockey uh, in terms of like a couple of philosophical elements. It's not all coming together yet, and it won't be for at least a couple weeks or maybe even a few months before we see what the vision of bonus hockey really is. But for the time being, I mean, I really can't complain. I think the team has been a lot more watchable. Now, in terms of the, the assistant coaching staff, this one is a little bit more divided, I would say. Uh, you know, we've got around 14% giving this group an A. We've got 72-ish percent giving it a B um, and 14% giving it a C out of around 60 votes. I know I said it's a little more divided. I guess it doesn't really sound like that when around 70% of respondents said B, but you kind of notice it's a pretty even distribution. Um, you know, there's a few people who aren't really impressed. And depending on the game that you ask me, I would agree with C being an option. I think the special teams at times have been really rough. Um, and the defensive coaching and deployments have been a little bit of a mixed bag. But then, you know, the last game, I thought the, the special teams, especially the power play, looked really amazing. It was super dangerous. There was great passing and stuff. So it's a mixed bag, right? And that's kind of why I feel like people are kind of at the B level. They're not really sure yet. It's hard to get a good read on how much the assistant coaching staff has really changed yet. And it remains to be seen if this stuff is going to continue, if this is how the Jets are going to be for the you know the rest of the season, or if this is mostly just because we've got a lot more rookies, there's a lot more flexibility and fun that they're allowed to have in the preseason, and the version of the Jets that we see come you know October 14th ends up being a lot less interesting and a lot more boring. So yeah, as far as the coaching staff is concerned, I feel like most people are at the B range, and I think that's a pretty fair assessment. It's way too early to really be getting super, super excited, but the early signs are promising. Uh, if nothing else, I, I'm okay with some of the changes. I think they are much needed. Not everything I think is going to work out, but it's just kind of a process of elimination and figuring out what this team needs and what it could probably do without. So, you know, interesting thoughts here on the coaching stuff. I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out their own feelings. I know I'm not settled there yet, but in the meantime, obviously we have a number of other questions to get through, including how people are feeling about the roster because not a lot has changed with this team. And if my theory about the waiver stuff ends up being true, which a number of people are circulating as well, it might mean the Jets are uh, unfortunately not going to look that different from last season. 
Now, before we dive into our thoughts on the roster and how people are feeling about that, I do want to share some really great thoughts on one of our awesome sponsors at Built Bar. If you don't know what a Built Bar is, it's a protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. I've had a number of really good flavors over the years. Uh, Personally, I always kind of go back to the basics. I think chocolate mint and like dark chocolate raspberry are really good starting points, but they've also had churro puff, um, s'mores, cookie dough, and recently they've just introduced cookie dough chunk puff, which is awesome. It's like all of the greatness of cookie dough, but with none of the guilt. Um, and you know, if you really want to indulge, but you don't want to worry about all of the calories and sugar, well, Built Bar's got an amazing offering because you know the cookie dough chunk puffs, for instance, are only 116 ca- 160 calories, and they come loaded with 15 grams of protein. So no matter what you need for your lifestyle, whether you need something that's maybe a quick pick me up, pick me up in the afternoon maybe a meal replacement during your breakfast routine, or even something that you eat before you head out for a workout, Built Bar's got you covered, and again, it tastes awesome. And there's also tons of other flavors for you to choose from if Cookie Dough Chunk Puff isn't for you. But of course, if you want to give them a shot, be sure to check out the Variety Box, which gives you up to 12 different flavors so you can find your personal favorite right now. To get started, go to Built.com and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Again, at checkout, that is promo code LOCKED15, LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are taking a look at... uh, your thoughts on Winnipeg's offseason so far and the preseason heading into what should be an eventful year. Um, again, before we kick off, just wanted to say thanks again for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now circling back to the wagon and taking a look at uh, how you feel about the offseason and roster, I, I asked how you feel about the upcoming season based on the camp and preseason performances. Now I switched away from like a letter grade to something slightly different, um, it's still relatively close enough. I mean, you can align it to A through D if you want, but basically it's optimistic, somewhat optimistic, somewhat pessimistic, and pessimistic. pessimistic. Um, and out of around you know 57 to 60 votes, 19% say optimistic, 67% say somewhat optimistic, uh, 12% say somewhat pessimistic, and around 2% say pessimistic. So most people, again, are kind of gravitating towards this Uncertain B-ish range where you're feeling kind of okay, you're not really sure yet, you're still waiting for the verdict before you really stamp your approval or disapproval. And that's kind of where I am. Now, I will say, I think I think in terms of what I think the season is going to look like, I would probably lean more towards somewhat pessimistic. Um, the Central is going to be bad this year. I think that is genuinely true. I think this division is not the strongest but I'm looking at this Jets roster and how it's performed so far, and I just don't know if it's going to have the goal-scoring chops and the defensive acumen to get through the season and actually make the playoffs. Now, some models have projected them making it into like a wild-card spot. I think that's Winnipeg's best chance of actually getting in. Um, but in terms of like, I guess the positivity around the development of the team, that's kind of what I would be more focusing on. I don't really care so much about the playoffs as I do about setting the groundwork up and the foundations up for a brighter future. If the team sucks this year, who cares? Uh, Obviously, it's not going to be great because the the contracts are going to be expiring soon, but there's only so much that you can pull together with a front office that doesn't really um, go out of its way to actively build rosters through trades and free agents. So if it's through the draft and that's what they want to go back to with drafting and developing, then we're just going to have to kind of accept that, you know, over the next few years, 
the Jets are probably going to suck. Uh, and there's going to be an exodus of talent as guys kind of turn over, as contracts expire, as the Jets need to make some trades to start preparing for a rebuild, uh, because I do think that that is in a few seasons on the horizon. It's going to be tough. Um, but at least for this season, I, I'm, again, kind of more in the somewhat pessimistic camp about where the Jets will finish, but maybe more optimistic about the longer-term prospects for what it means when it comes to uh, the eventual future core. Now, I also asked how you feel about the roster as currently constructed. Same number of voters, uh, but the results are a little bit more diverse. Um, only 4% said y'all are optimistic. 65-ish or 62% said somewhat optimistic. And more like 26% said somewhat pessimistic with 9% at pessimistic, which as you can tell, is probably a lot more aligned to what people are thinking after a season that's not really been very active. The Jets just have not improved the team all that much. We haven't really seen Winnipeg address some of the biggest questions, and I think it leaves a lot to be desired when it comes to, you know, who's going to score the goals, who's going to really produce offense for this team, how is the defense going to manage such a such a, like a, a backlog and, and clog of guys who are occupying spots that the prospects could take, and so the Jets are kind of in a weird situation with a roster that's, it's decent, but it's not great. Um, and the weaknesses are really, really big and glaring. So I don't know, man, this, this team, it's a strange team. Uh, the roster is somewhere between modestly playoff competitive and not particularly great. And it wouldn't take a lot for them to start tanking again. So let's hope that the Jets aren't terrible to watch this year. It could be uh, a bit of an uneven season, but hey. At least it's a little bit different, and it, it is change for change's sake, if nothing else. Now, the last question we'll talk about before taking a short recess is, you know, I wanted to know for the Jets and, and those who are, are attending, like the Jets fan base who attend in-person games or who are season ticket holders, how do you feel about the experience? Um, and I asked, is it improving, remains the same, declining, or not sure? And with around the same votes, around 55 to 60, uh, around 7% said it's improving, 30, 35 to 36% said it's staying the same, 40% have said it's declining, and 16% are not sure. Um, yeah, not not really reassuring if you're Winnipeg. I think a lot of the Jets uh, staff is trying to figure out how to really make fans engaged again, and thus far it just feels like whatever that secret sauce is, they're just not quite there yet, and it's going to take some time before the enthusiasm Enthusiasm. Not really surprised people are feeling declining, but for the Jets, probably something to try and work out. Now, of course, in just a little bit, we'll talk about uh, some prospects and how y'all feel about them. And also, if y'all think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets. We are, uh, of course, taking a look at some responses that I asked for from you know, stuff heading into the season uh, regarding how you feel about the team, the coaching staff, and the performances that we've seen through camp. Now, one of the biggest questions is who wins the final spot on defense between Dylan Sandberg, Logan Stanley, Billy Heinola, and whoever else you would want to write in. Well, nobody selected right in, but out of 83 votes, 28% uh, said Dylan Sandberg, 69% said Billy Heinola, nice, and Logan Stanley gets a 4% rating. So what you can see from here is that most people are on the Heinola train because he's more offensively gifted. 
Uh, also, my followers tend to be more into like really offensive skill over pure defenders. And Sandberg is kind of more the latter. Um, and Stanley is sort of, again, a little bit of a mixture of the two, although his actual on-ice impacts are probably not as pronounced or positive as Heinola and Sandberg. So um, most people are down for Heinola. I think some people would rather the safety and security of Sandberg. I've already told you I'm on on Team Heinola, and I think he needs to figure it out at this level of hockey. You're going to have to let him go through those growing pains, and he's going to have to sink or swim this year because he doesn't really have many more chances to make this team before it ends up being too late for him. Now, the bigger question for the Jets uh, past this is, what do you do with Brad Lambert? Lambert is getting a lot of buzz around the media, around the Jets' publishings themselves. Um, He's hyped. (laughs) There's no other way to say it. People want Brad. I want Brad. You want Brad. We all want Brad. And the Jets are in a position where they don't have uh, a particularly great roster opening uh, for him to really slide in beyond maybe an injury call-up. So uh, I, I asked a few questions, and I was a little bit limited in selection here. I did not have an option to say, like, an audition, and then he gets sent to the moose. But I try to come up with four scenarios about what you want to see uh, Lambert do. So the first is start and stay with the Jets. So he's a permanent Jet from, from day one and stays through the whole season. Then I said start AHL, call up to Jets, which, you know, he goes to the Moose, uh, and then he gets called up to the Jets at some point, whether performance or otherwise. Then, you know, the third one is he starts and stays with the Moose for the whole year, which is kind of what it is. Uh, And the last option is he goes to the WHL with the Seattle Thunderbirds. Now, out of almost 90 votes, we've got around 39% saying full season of Jets, 41% saying say... Um, you know, you stay with the, you start with the moose, then you maybe get caught up to the, to the jets around 15% want him full-time moose and around 6% want full-time Seattle, which is surprising because I didn't really think anyone was still thinking about the Thunderbirds this late in the game, but maybe as far as I'm concerned, I think he kind of should start with the jets, but, uh, I, I just don't think the jets are actually in a position to really give him the spot. So most likely he'll start with the AHL club and then get caught up. And I think that that is It's okay. It's not ideal. It's not what I would do personally, but given the contract situations and how the Jets are trying to uh, save money and have depth players not get claimed off of waivers, I guess this is an option. I mean, it's not great. I think Brad really needs to play with skill, but if he goes to the Moose, at least he'll get like top six minutes and start dominating almost immediately. Now, the very last question is the most complicated one for a lot of people because uh, it, I mean, it's very early. We don't know who's going to be on this team. We don't know what the lineup looks like, but given everything that we've seen so far, what do we think Winnipeg's playoffs odds are like right now? Uh, around 10% think it's playoffs. 44% are leaning playoffs. Um, 30%, 32% are leaning no playoffs and 14% are just like no playoffs. It's not happening. I am sort of leaning no no playoffs. I think it's going to be really tough for the Jets to squeeze in. Uh, this team is just not particularly great or deep. Um, and unless like something really radical happens, Heinola, Lambert, all these guys make the team and really add wild cards to the team's performance level, the roster otherwise is going to really struggle to create offense and score. So, you know, the Jets are going to have to make some decisions about how to deal with the veterans who maybe don't bring enough offensively versus the kids who have done nothing but show that they deserve a look at this team and um, 
could really bring in the element to this this squad that the Jets just don't have enough of. So I'm I'm not bullish on this team. I think longer term, it is nice to think the Jets have some bright prospects and a, a burgeoning young core that could one day be great. But for the present time, yeah, I, I say no playoffs. I think it's uh, like I'm not like fully prepared to say it's a write off, but I would say I'm leaning towards it not being a thing. And I think that's probably where more people would be given the circumstances and understandings of what this team is going to be like. But I'd be curious to know how you feel about this. If you didn't get a chance to vote, drop your votes below uh, for each of these questions or any questions you want to have your opinion heard about. You can drop them in the comments or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, this is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen, Lockdown NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. It's free to subscribe, so do so right now. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.